0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: First and Pod.
0: Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone.
1: All right, it's good to be back together. First and Pod. Thanks for hanging out. Subscribe, rate, review. Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone. Uh... Pony, before we get into all of week 18, uh, as we're recording this on Thursday night, fairly remarkable day of positive news with regards to to DeMar Hamlin. I've been off the air, so I know you've been covering this very closely given his his Pittsburgh ties. Um, This is the first time I've really been able to comment on it uh, publicly in any way. I'll just say fairly remarkable across the board. Like, the fact that it is heading in a positive direction at this moment, health-wise, amazing. The grace that his family has shown being thrust into such a national story like this, incredible. The charitable component, amazing. His teammates, the Bengals teammates, both coaches, I would even say largely the media, the NFL, the Bills medical staff performing CPR in less than a minute, saving his life. University of Cincinnati Hospital. Like it, it, it really feels across the board, like the society and the system just worked. It, it's 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 a terrible story, obviously, but there's a lot of good in it too, and uh, there aren't often stories like that. So that's kind of been my perspective being able to watch it from Monday to Thursday without really commenting on it and being able to just like zoom out a little bit. It's, it's just, it's been a nice story of humanity around a a tragic moment, frankly.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of good actors in this. A lot of them. You know, there's obviously the people who responded right away when you you listen to the Cincinnati doctors talk and, he was brought back to life on the field. Yep. And those harrowing nine minutes where CPR was being performed, where all the football players involved and the people that were getting secondhand uh, reports, like uh, the ESPN people, and then once it got out on social media, and you know, when you found out that this was a life or death situation, you know something that we had never really seen before on a football field I mean, we've seen we've seen neck injury spinal cord but nothing like this um from yeah i mean i i i agree with pretty much everything you just said you know there are a lot of stories NFL stories professional sports stories where you know we pick sides and it's good versus bad and it's you know who did something right who did something wrong who do we agree with who do we disagree with and You know, it sucks that it takes something like this to galvanize and bring people together. But that's, I mean, that's not just a sports related thing. That's a societal thing where it's like the, the biggest tragedies are what bond us as people. And then time goes by and we go off in our own tribes and, you know, go off to our own, you know, safe spaces again. And it takes something awful or something terrible to bring us back together. So yeah, I had the same, maybe same epiphany as you, like, you know, this is today, especially Thursday, starting with, you know, the overnight news that he had, he was, he was awake. He was holding hands with his family. His father addressed the bills team, which we'll get to in a second when we talk about that game. But I would agree. Like it definitely took on an uplifting tone uh, by Thursday afternoon and Thursday night.
1: Yeah, and the only thing, and we'll get to some of the logistics of the football side of it as we go through the games, but which is much was, easier to
2: talk about too, by the way.
1: Yeah, which was why
2: really we weren't on. You, know, you 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 sent out that note for everybody who subscribes to the podcast. Like, we just didn't think it was appropriate Monday night to go through. The rest of the NFL game so we backed it and I feel even better about that decision now a couple of days later yeah me too
1: and, and I mean I mean you know it could have gone any way like we, we could have been breaking news that would have rendered anything we said completely obsolete in either direction yep. positive or negative it would have felt ridiculous to transition to the other game so many things that we didn't know um, and we just had the luxury of being able to punt no pun intended uh, until we had more information uh, I do wonder if like there's going to be anything that comes out of this, like the DeMar Hamlin rule when it comes to like long-term healthcare, I could, I could see there being something like if depending on what type of recovery he makes, because he didn't qualify for, you know, cause he hasn't been in the league long enough for some of the more long-term healthcare and health coverage. I wonder if there'll be, I mean, obviously he's going to be supported by the bills organization and by philanthropic support and, and all of that. But Uh, It wouldn't surprise me given how much has been talked about with player safety and how how much the NFL falls short in terms of taking care of these guys long into, you know, post-playing career. It wouldn't surprise me if this ends up being a galvanizing change for something there once we figure out exactly
2: what he needs. Yeah, Um, I I would like to think that it will be, but I've also talked with enough ex players over the last few days. And this is just their read on the situation. So I'm only I'm only relaying what I've heard from some guys who are retired now. But there is a sense from the people at least that I talk to like whenever these CBA negotiations take place, the players that are making those decisions will make trades with the owners where they right. will surrender, or give up things that are long term. To benefit the amount of money that they get while they're playing. And I don't think that there's a solution to that, to be honest with you. And I don't see that trend really changing. Um, so that that's the really difficult part of this, is that, you know, it isn't just an it isn't just a Roger Goodell decision or it isn't just a billionaire decision. The players do have a seat at the table. They don't have as much leverage, obviously, because they're not in it long-term like the owners and they don't have as much money as them in these situations. But that is something that was brought to my attention over the last few days. So.
1: All right. So it it obviously is a huge story and it hangs over some of these games and some of these storylines. And so let's do what we do and go through every game, every team. So we'll start with the Mar Hamlin's team, Patriots, Bills. The NFL is playing the game.
2: Um, How does that make you feel? Well, up until you know, maybe 12 hours ago, I didn't feel right about it. You you saw what Joe Burrow said about side conversations in Cincinnati, that even those guys, there were players. And I think we know now that T Higgins was clearly one of those guys who didn't feel like it made a lot of sense for them to play the Ravens game. And those are guys that are not, you know, that weren't around DeMar Hamlin every day since training camp. And so we got that from the Cincinnati side last night. And then, obviously, when the positive news came out about Hamlin, it changed. And then hearing Sean McDermott and Josh Allen today—I mean, we'll get into the, the what the eight, what they're going to try to do with the um, seating and everything, Danny. But it sounded to it sounds to me like, regardless of what ruling they come up with, even if that game is inconsequential from a standings playoff standpoint to the Bills they're going to go out there and try to win the game and dedicate the game to Hamlin, which. And to the, the first responders. Like I, I think,
1: I think, I think there's going to be a pretty amazing show at the stadium for the medical team who performed CPR on the field. Like I, I think it's going to be a, a fairly singular, amazing atmosphere and I'd, I'd be surprised if the bills didn't win and the degenerate
2: in me wants to lay the seven because uh, I thought that there was a chance that the Bill's take on the game might be we just saw you know the the most traumatic freak accident ever play out at an NFL field if this game doesn't mean anything in the standings do we just treat it like a preseason game almost and play everybody and get out of there and we might have to deal with the Patriots next week. Right. So maybe we don't even from a strategic standpoint want to put a lot out there, but after watching and listening to those guys today, I think, I think you're right. I think they're going to, it's going to be one of the most emotional locker rooms before a game and the scene in Buffalo, which is always great, will be even better for this game. They're going to want to win this game for Hamlin and his family.
1: Yeah, I think so too. So I guess maybe this is a good time to talk about the seating and like the ramifications of it. when we talk Chiefs Raiders the the Chiefs clinch the one seed if Bills Bengals game ends up being no contest
2: are you and depending on what happens with the with this AFC owners meeting on Friday so
1: this is one of those times where I feel like everybody involved has shown the correct perspective right a guy almost died on the field the players treat it like a brotherhood people have been very respectful this didn't happen in a game between two teams that aren't in the playoff rate right the game was literally billed as the game of the year and it's so late in the season that they can't make it up it, it's a perfect storm of of a lack of contingency plan right there is no manual for this type of situation for roger goodell so I look at this as there's no perfect solution. Like if the AFC championship game is played on a neutral field, say in Indianapolis, or it's like some like, you know, reasonable location,
2: I'd be fine with that. So you're when you bring that up, you're obviously talking about what Schefter said on Thursday. Yeah. You know, about the neutral site thing. So yeah. here's what I brought up about that. Wouldn't that same thing apply in the divisional round? Like, what if the Bills and Bengals, by by win percentage, ended up as the two and three seed? Where do yes. you play that game? Right, is I, that a neutral site game too? Correct. And 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 I
1: think, I think that that's exactly that's exactly and that the idea of like a team choosing, like the the one seed chooses the buy or they choose home field advantage, but then the two seed gets whichever the other one doesn't choose. Like I always like that stuff in terms of just like game theory like i i like when there's But again
2: that leaves the third team out of it. I'm talking about
1: three teams here not two. No, i i understand that. My point is there's no perfect solution. And someone is going to get and i say this term with like absolutely no malice attached to it, someone's going to get screwed. Like they're going to get like sports screwed, you know? But it tough shit. Like you know what i mean like playing the when the Packers hosted the NFC Championship game uh a couple of years ago in COVID and there was nine thousand people in the stands and they lose the game, so they yeah. don't really have a home field advantage at Lambeau. Yep. Like, you know, tough shit. You like, brought that what, up before. When the what, you know, I mean I think that, that like if if you watch that game, it was like there was, no, there was no advantage to that game being at Lambeau whatsoever. Like, the when the NBA played, and I know these aren't perfect apples-to-apples apples comparisons, but again, there's no precedent for this type of situation with these teams with that close a record having a game called no contest because a dude almost died on the field with one week left in a season, you know? And we're in a new part of the... Like, it also feels different because there's only one bye now in the playoffs. it feels feel a little different if... You know, you get to play this week. Two teams get a buy, and it's just the difference between you know the AFC Championship game, and it's one thing. And to your point, you just play that game as a neutral site, and you're done with it. But you know, was was the was the bubble perfectly
2: fair? I don't know. Maybe. So what? So what is the best of a of, of, of a bad situation for you? I, I think. I think you. I think win percentage is
1: the only thing that makes sense, and. If And you go from there, and and you go to whatever the next tiebreaker is, and if they don't want to do multiple games at neutral sites, then one team, depending on who wins and loses this week, is going to have to play an extra road game. Yeah. Tough shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in the grand scheme, I thought what Joe Burrow said, and I know he wasn't saying it in the context of the postseason. He was saying it in the context earlier in the week on Wednesday of, like, making up the game. He said – will do whatever Buffalo wants to do. I don't know that he would apply that same logic to the postseason, but I feel like there has to be so, – and football players, you know enough of them, they have this like – like when the schedule comes out, they'll just tell us when we're playing. You know, there, there's not going to be a lot of bitching and moaning about this, I don't think. Like, make a decision. Do your best. Don't make it be financially motivated. Right. Don't make it like, well, we're gonna do it this place because we need to get ticket revenue or something like that. Like just do it as fair as you can. It won't be perfect. And just everyone has to put on their big boy pants and understand.
2: Do yeah, I a, would do not you, do you have a do you have a well, I, would, I, I, I would just go by win percentage, and that would benefit the Chiefs the most because then all they would have to do is beat the Raiders. And I would just keep it the way that it is. I would not try to make a messy situation, all the more complicated. I would not add an extra playoff team in the AFC. I would definitely not. I would not schedule multiple neutral site games. I would not do this. Like maybe, you know, I, I had somebody who works for an NFL team say, what if you played the game in Kansas city, but you gave, you know, 30% or 30,000 tickets to build season ticket holders at Arrowhead so they could turn it into a neutral site game in Kansas city. You know, like I've heard good luck. Yeah. I've heard stuff like that. So to me, you're just making it, you're just, you're just making it harder than it needs to be.
1: Yeah. Just but I just, but but I I don't think anyone's going to come on and say there's an asterisk on any of this. No, I mean, I, yeah, I I don't, I don't think that there is. But 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 I'm just saying I, I I don't think that like based on how it's playing now maybe in three weeks you know like it, people will like become callous again and they'll be you know complaining about it but I just you got to play an extra road game you got to do the it, yeah you know it's it, it, it's not life or death this incident almost was that's, that's the Bills the-
2: won in Kansas City this year and B- yeah. Joe
1: Burrow won there last year B- right there yeah. It just is what it is. You can't – you're not going to make this perfect. Uh, it does suck we didn't get to see those teams finish it out on the field, though. Yeah, I agree. You know, just just from a pure football standpoint, uh, I hope we see it in the playoffs. Giants and Eagles, do you think how Philly's playing without Jalen
2: Hurts helps his MVP case? Do you think it proves that he's the MVP? No, I got to do an argument uh, – I got to do a little argument with James Jones about this. Name dropper. The former Packer. Uh, He said that this actually improves Jalen Hurts' stock as MVP. Um, And here's the analogy I wanted to make, but time constraints didn't allow for it. We have finalists for the Hall of Fame. If you were great for 10 years and somebody was great for 8 years, the guy who was great for 10 should be in the Hall of Fame over the guy that was great for eight. So if Patrick Mahomes was great for more games than Jalen Hurts, he should get the MVP over him. People that use the strict definition of, well, now we know when you subtract Jalen Hurts who the Eagles really are. But he didn't have to earn the MVP in the same way that Mahomes did or Mahomes will with 40 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Like, I want the guy that had, you know, he played. he's going to play 17 games. Not everyone was perfect, but give me the guy that had 14 really good games over the guy who only played in 14 games. Uh, I agree with you. I think that it can always,
1: like, again, there can be a little bit of nuance here. Do I think this makes me even more impressed with Jalen Hurts? Yes. Is yes. Yes, of course. Yep. Right. Like it, it, it does show his value. It does show that it's not just plug and play and they're so loaded that like San Francisco. Can... Right. Exactly. Like it, it does improve my opinion of Jalen hurts. That's a separate question of, does it improve it enough to him not playing overtaking Pat Mahomes who's 430 passing yards away from the single season passing record thrown to Marquez Valdez, Scantling and Juju Smith Schuster. Like we haven't got to see what it would look like without Pat Mahomes in Kansas city, but we've seen what it looks like in Kansas city without Tyree kill. And he's still performing at an insane level. Yep. So I, I think this is one of those things where two things can be true. Like, yes, I, my, my respect for what Jalen Hurts has done has actually improved by not watching him play. But enough to make him the MVP over Pat Mahomes, who is doing more with less? I think that answer is clearly no. Cowboys commanders, how would you approach it if you were Mike
2: McCarthy? Would you play to win? No. No, there's zero incentive in winning. And I mean, when I mean zero, I mean absolutely none. Cooper Rush would be out there against Sam Howell. I'd have basically whatever the inactive number is between, so it's what, 45 and 53, eight guys. My eight best players are watching this game in street clothes. And then I'm basically playing my second and third team and special teamers the entire game. If you win and somehow Philly were to lose, you're still... Not going to be the one seed because the Niners are going to throttle the Cardinals. So they would win the tiebreaker over you. You'd be the two seed and you'd get a date with Green Bay. That's not, that's not what you want. I, I, that That to me doesn't seem like enough of a reward to play guys against Washington. No, they're resting. They're getting a bye week. I completely agree with you. I'm not
1: convinced that they're gonna do it though. Me neither. Because because, because because Mike McCarthy. Yeah, because Mike McCarthy and and football coaches, man. Hmm. Football coaches are so they they are just they're trained to be week to week. The objective is to win. The objective is the next drill, the next film session, the next practice, the next game. And it is it takes like an intervention almost like like ron rivera i don't like begrudge him this but it was a perfect encapsulation like him not knowing that they yeah. could have been eliminated it it just shows like he is just locked in on we got to
2: win we got to win we got to win but Sch- I, but i but i do think ahead. that jerry jones is so media yes. conscious that if he actually saw or heard somebody outside the organization make an impassioned plea for them not to play people, he would actually listen to it, agree with it, and tell McCarthy not to play those guys. That's the it doesn't
1: even need to be to someone outside the organization. Like It's the GM's job. The GM's job is supposed to always be about this team and the next team and down the road yeah. and the waiver wire. Like Good example here in Chicago. After the last game, Matt Eberflus was like, yeah, I mean, if Justin's healthy, he's playing in Week 18. Yeah, not- and then on Monday... He was like, yeah, the single season rushing record's important, but, you know, we're going to talk to Ryan about, you know, personnel and who plays. And then on Wednesday, they ruled his ass out. Yep. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because, like, what the hell's the point? Uh, You're going for the number one pick. So, like, good organizations save football coaches from themselves. And I don't know if the Cowboys are a good organization, but I think that they should save Mike McCarthy from himself. Lions Packers. What do you make of the timing
2: of this game? I'm a big, big, big opponent of it. I think it's just, I think it's a terrible job by the NFL. I don't know who, I'm guessing NBC wanted it because they didn't want Titans and the Jaguars. They wanted Aaron Rodgers. Yep, Packers situation. In prime time. But it's just patently unfair to the competitive integrity of the game I get it. Dan Campbell's going to be one of these guys who says, "If we know we're eliminated, we still want to, you know, bite their kneecap off and keep them out of the playoffs." Misery loves company. It will not. They will be deflated. The Lions, at least temporarily, if they know at around seven thirty Eastern time that they're not up, they're out of the playoff uh, contention. Yeah. For anyone who
1: doesn't know, if the Seahawks beat the Rams, then the Lions go into the game knowing that they've been eliminated
2: how how do you not have those two games start at the same time
1: it's insane it's insane the 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 other game is for the division it Titans
2: Jags is for a division title it, it and and I mean, and, and, I, and I know that and I know that there's a weird path for Jacksonville to get themselves into the playoffs even if they were to lose that game, as a wild card, so two yeah. eight and nine teams could go.
1: Yeah. So but, so if the if the Titans win, the I just wrote out the the hypotheticals. If the Titans win, the Jaguars can still get in. If Pittsburgh loses to Cleveland, New England loses to Buffalo, or da- uh, Miami loses to the Jets. But if the Jaguars which, win, but if the Jaguars win, Titans are right. Amazing. I mean, and, and and at least to their credit. At least that's a standalone national TV game on Saturday night. Like, you know what I mean, it's the part of the doubleheader on on Saturday, but I I still agree with you that the fact that the Lions could be eliminated before the game starts that's not what it's supposed to be for the last the last game of the regular season. You got to have you got to have you got to guarantee that both teams have something to play for.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,